Hey, everybody. Welcome. Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 1880. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? 80 episodes is uh, That's a milestone. That is a big one. Steve Largent. Steve Largent. It's Steve Largent proportion. Give it up. <clears throat> so, yeah, things are going good. Yes. We're much could, more... Could be better. But we are more functional and coherent than we were last week. Well, I was pissed off last week. Last week was a rough one. I'm pissed off this week. I just don't feel as great. Otherwise, I'd be just as drunk. We're going to take <laughs> that anger and we're going to turn it on its back. And we're going to put it into a positive, powerful podcast this evening. Uh, you got to channel the anger. Channel. That's true. You got to harness your chi. Heart. That's right. You got to take it in and you got to you know, in with the bad, out with the good. Or the other way around. Something like that. Something like that. We're figuring it all out. We're working on the fly. There's no net here. Topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy. Ipso facto. (laughs) Flipping the script. Flipping the script. So thank you guys so much for listening. You know the drill by now. Skibumpodcast.com. Hit us up with emails. We love and appreciate them. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. Facebook.com slash skibumpodcast. Twitter.com slash skibumpodcast. Instagram.com slash ski bum podcast we are the highfalutins on pinterest and uh soundcloud yeah i may upload it to there i don't even know once in a while i do occasionally Sometimes i don't yeah, yeah soundcloud.com slash ski bum podcast keep you on your toes Just i get all kind of weird like things that says like oh this russian bride 46 triple d is now following you and sent you a message Oh, Russian Bride 46 Triple D. That's, that's on SoundCloud. Yeah. She, she's my favorite fan. I don't even understand, but hey. Uh, negative shout out to the spammers out there. Yeah, that's right. We get a ton of spam. Like weird stuff. I just got a weird like Instagram spam like three seconds ago. It's like, want 10,000 followers? No, I want 1,000 awesome, dedicated followers who will follow us into battle, but- into fucking Mordor. <laughs> that's what I want. At least it's not enlarging your penis or getting a mortgage, so we're good. Imagine if it messed up. It was like the fly, and it enlarged your mortgage instead of your penis. You're like, God damn, I wanted a smaller mortgage. Get a larger mortgage. I got a smaller (laughs) penis and a larger mortgage. Thanks, Obama. Damn. Sad. That's topsy-turvy in it right there. That's it right there. See, that's what we're going to do with the anger. We're going to topsy-turvy it. Isn't it ironic? That's right. Don't you think? (laughs) All right. So before we start, first thing we always do... Ah, yes. It's the Operate Today. Operate Today. A little podcast lubricant, as we call it. That's right. Yes. It's kind of the Operate of the work week, almost. It is. Tomorrow I'm going to phone it in. Hopefully nobody from work is listening. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll, I'll do some work tomorrow. But let's just say I'm not going to be there till the end of the day, usually. And you're a mortician. That's terrible. <laughs> just phone it How in. How do you live with yourself? Just paint them up. Yeah, what are who's going to know? Who's going to know? They're dead anyway, right? <laughs> All right. So what do you got today? So today I have a nice little Irish coffee. Um, coffee. I did a little coffee today. Mm. Uh, so coffee talk. Mm. Uh, so I made mine with uh, coffee, frangelico, and bourbon. Old bourbon. Interesting. Nice. How to break out that Frangelico. So, funniest thing is, I say to Brian, hey, Brian, how long does a Frangelico last? And he said, he's like, that's what everybody says. Seriously, has anybody ever finished a bottle of Frangelico? It seems like it's one of those things you just buy because you want to make one particular thing or a recipe calls for it. And you're like, oh, now I have Frangelico for the rest of my life. Fuck shots of Fireball. We'll do shots of Frangelico at the bar next time. 
Just to throw everybody off, they were like, what? Well, yeah. You guys don't drink Frangelico? We do shots of Frangelico. That's all we drink, bro. Well, almond it up, baby. Red Bull and Frangelico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, could you, like, I think, I mean, could you imagine getting drunk on Frangelico? Like, how much that would take and how much you would hate hazelnuts for the rest of your life? You'd be, like, monkly, priestly drunk. Oh, you'd be on a different planet. That would be, that'd be crazy. That'd be very strange. But that'd be awesome. People like, yo, you're the Frangelico dude. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Frangelo bro. Frangelo bro. I think if you do Frangelico and bourbon in a shot, that might be all right. Yeah, you need something to dilute that hazelnut sweetness. It's a little too sweet. Way too sweet, yeah. Yeah, but it's not as sweet as some of the other crap out there. They have like it's the true. biscotti one and stuff. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No thanks. All right, what do you got? I'm, uh, I'm doing it. You know what? It's actually appropriate because one year ago this week, we were preparing for our trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So I am. We could have been joining Frank and we could have been hanging out with Tommy Moe. No, he's in Tortorello. He's, uh, oh. he's, he's, not, he's not time for Jackson right now. He's got other things to do. time for that. So I am drinking some uh, Wyoming whiskey, small batch bourbon. And we, uh, we discovered this when we were out there in Jackson Hole, picked up a bottle or two or three, and consumed it out there. And Some of the people in our party consumed all of their bottle that night. Oh, God. That was something else. God that damn, was that local distillery. That but, was a uh, vodka, yeah. This is, uh, this is dynamite bourbon. If you're a bourbon fan... It's starting to become more available. I've seen it in a couple places now. Oh, I see this here. all over now, yeah. And they have a couple different versions, I think. They have a... This is the regular white label one, which is like their default. But there's also like a, a single barrel reserve they do. It comes in a black label. I've never tried that one. Fancy. Yeah, it looks pretty good. That's a special um, occasion purchase. You got to like throw down for that. Always remember, Yellowstone is a super volcano that could end all of our lives in a snap. Exactly. So every day should be a special occasion. So shout out to Wyoming Whiskey. You guys make a delicious, uh, delicious product. And apparently, I think someone was, I don't know if I read this somewhere. Yeah, they number it. It's like batch number 27. Barrel, right? July 16th, 2015. Someone was saying that, or maybe I read it, that the head distiller of Wyoming Whiskey is from Maker's Mark. I guess there was some... Rich dudes out in Wyoming who were like, hey, we want to start a bourbon company. And they're like, hey, we don't know how to make bourbon. <laughs> hey, dude from Maker's Mark, you're good at making bourbon. We'll give you a ton of money. Can you make bourbon for us? And he was like, over. hey, that sounds cool. Well, they were the ones that had the story of where in Wyoming, was it, was it them that had the package store as part of the, the warehouse, but they couldn't sell from the warehouse, they had to send it out to ABC. No, that was that weird. Uh, that was a vodka place. Oh, right? Okay, they're at Idaho, I think, or Montana. Montana, that's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. They're like they couldn't sell out of the warehouse. They'd have to se- send it to ABC so they could stamp it and approve it, and then ship it back to the store. Like not to the warehouse. It was weird. That makes Utah liquor laws sound normal. Oh my god, Utah! I couldn't even. I couldn't even explain it to people this week. <laughs> I was, like, actually trying to recap it for some people, like, the weird laws. And I'm like, it's so much and so much frustration. I don't even want to go into it. Only order bottled beers while you're out and drink at home. And that's, there's that's really all you can do. Exactly. And there's some stuff that I was explaining to them that I, I would remember more ridiculous shit. Like, we had to order uh, food to get a second round of beers at the bar. I'm like, 
I even forgot about that. Yeah. It just annoyed the shit out of me. And they had their low price food options like garlic bread for two bucks. Oh, it's just so, so if you don't want to really eat and you want to just order something. It's just so stupid to have those. But hey. Trump's going to fix all this. That's right. For every we're, one law we put in, we're taking two out. So hopefully put, Utah booze laws are on there. We're going to put a wall to stop the 4% beers from coming in. That's right. <laughs> the Great Wall of Utah? They should be stopped at any cost. The Great Wall of Provo. You know, it's just like, even if it tastes good, then you look at the can, you're like, God damn, you got me. It's like you've been, you know, you've been iced or something it's like that. duels? You got me. Damn you got it. duels. <laughs> That's right. You got dueled, man. Ha, ha, ha. All right, so we got a couple of uh, liquor-related stories we're going to talk about. So... There is a brewery in the fine country of Scotland called BrewDog, and they are now announcing their newest benefit is as an employee of the brewery. And if you adopt a new puppy, you are getting one month of paternity leave. Nice. How adorable and awesome is that? So what is paternity leave? It means you get a month off when you adopt your new dog to acclimate him to train him um oh so you can have a you can, so you can bond with your dog when you first get them now you looked up this article because you saw the puppy picture right it is probably the most adorable picture ever it's pretty adorable i don't know if i think they're like uh yellow labs there's like five like... little lab puppies looking all adorable and lab puppyish. um that was i mean how do you not click on that story when it's going across your uh, your facebook or twitter stream so goddamn cute so uh brew dog they are opening or uh, let's see, they're, uh, oh, they just opened this week their new United States location in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it's called Dog Tap Columbus. So they are getting that same benefit uh, there in Columbus as they had in Scotland. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually going to take this article and post it on my company's site, mm-hmm. the blog that we have, just to fuck with everybody. Like, here you go, HR, because I know... Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, I think we should have this, too. You know what? Just say that it exists. It exists. Just say, here's an article. It exists. Fake I want news you guys is, to see it. Fake news is the new real news. This so is actually real Just news. say it's real. That's, that's right. No, I'm going to just post it there. But like, oh, other companies are getting this. Are we going to get this? Yeah. Thanks, dicks. Just start the rumor like, I heard we're getting this uh, benefit, too. <laughs> that yeah. would be awesome. If you believe it, it'll come true. That's true. The I'm, secret. That's right. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, too many people believe that, and they don't do shit about it. Yeah. Now the next one is near and dear to your heart. Near and dear to my heart. So we're going back to the going back to the eighties. Going back 90s, to the early nineties. I'm, I'm talking late eighties. Ah, early nineties. It was the early nineties. Early mid nineties. Oh, I'm trying to think. It tells you in the article. The first thing says the nineties are not back. It kind of blurs. It kind of all blurs. <laughs> uh, so uh, Zima, the popular brand. It's not beer. It's not liquor. It's Zima, and it's back. So if anybody doesn't uh, remember Zima, which if you don't remember what a record is and a record player is, you probably don't remember Zima. Records are totally rebooted now. They're the new cool thing again. They're the new cool thing. A cassette. Cassette. A-track. Oh, A-track. Oh, cassette. If, yeah. uh, you know, uh, cassette tape. Mixtape. Um, but anyway, so Zima is making a comeback. They're actually Miller Coors, the maker of the malt beverage, confirmed on Friday. So this is true news. Um, that the Zima relaunch is underway. So I wonder what they're going to do for marketing, because this could be pretty funny to, like, do throwback commercials and shit like that. Oh, my God. So. I just remember those commercials. It was like, ah, Zima. It was, like, well, bubbly and clear. And Well, Smirnoff Ice is, like, the same thing almost, I think. It's like a malt beverage. It's not 
Smirnoff with fruit juice. It's it's you read the bottle, it's a malt beverage. Yeah. I think it's just like Zima. I remember in the yeah, early mid two thousands, that's when uh, my buddy was a huge Smirnoff ice fan. Like he used to drink like at parties, he'd get like a te- like a twelve pack and start drinking those all night. And then they had different flavors of them. He was a man, right? He was a man. <laughs> he was a he's a fine human being, a wonderful gentleman. I'm not judging. I'm just saying he's a wonderful human Let's being. Recap this. Yes. No, he loved the Smirnoff ices, and then there was like that trend for like a couple of years, maybe even like it was maybe even a year or six months where every like mixed drink that you would get, like rum and coke, Jack and Coke. They would make their own like pre-bottled combination yeah. one. Like there was like Captain Morgan Gold. It was like Captain Morgan with cola. Mixed they still together. make some of those. Yeah, they were gross as hell though. They're pretty gross. Yeah. The Jack and Coke like together because you can't pour Jack and Coke. Dude, I gotta go buy soda at the supermarket and Jack at the liquor store. It's two drives I gotta make. Two drives. I'm I'm starting my car twice. That's make that's. Cutting down in You gotta be a real man longevity. buy a handle and keep it in your goddamn liquor cabinet. And yes, you gotta have a liquor cabinet. Go to Costco and get a case <laughs> of handles. That's what I'm saying. Prepare for the for the winter. That's right. Yeah. You get Coke and boom, there you go. So did you ever drink Zima? I did. Um not a big fan of it. Similar to um Smirnoff Ice. And you know, it's different. It's refreshing. It's you know they they get a little too sweet for me. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna reformulate it or if it's gonna be the same original formula. While they're at it, wine coolers are probably going to make a comeback, too. And Little Bartles they, and James. Why did they stop selling it? Because it seemed like it was like the pioneer for all these uh, these gross, sweet know. beverages. Maybe the Slavic name, right? Because it's from a Slavic name? It's from the Slavic word for winter. Look at so, that. It is ski-friendly. Very ski-friendly. I could see this on a ski mountain near you. You could fill your camel back with it. Boom. That, that effervescence. Oh, that could be the commercial. You're on the top of a mountain. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> and then you throw the bottle into the wilderness, of course, because you know there's no garbage around. That's true. Or recycling. Uh, I remember my ex girlfriend back in the day. She uh, when she first went away to college and these were popular. I was hanging out with her and she's like, "Watch this!" And she like, <laughs> I guess she like you smacked the top of it and she like just pounded the yeah. whole thing. Well, that was the whole ice thing. Somebody would hit the top of it and you'd have to drink the whole thing. Yeah, but she did it to herself. That's pretty Because good. she had a repressed childhood and was a raging alcoholic afterwards. There you go. Allegedly. If nobody's going to do it, I'm going to do it myself. That's true. Got to help yourself. That's true. That's pretty funny. So Zima, way to go. It's coming back. Yeah. It's going to be at a store near you. Look out for it. And if you never tasted it, you got to try it at least once. For your mind. It's, it's kind of like Four Locos. Had to try it once. I still have that original recipe can in my fridge from how many, 2010. How many people do you think have never had a malt, malt liquor? You mean like like Mad Dog or Thunderbird or something? No, I'm talking. Well, that's that's <laughs> okay. Now we're talking <laughs> that's Ripple. A, that's a dark place. How many people have not had that? I've never had that. Really? Never had Cold Forty Five, Night Train, and and Mad Dog. Never. Oh, it start out the night. Yeah. <laughs> Back in college, we'd start out the night drinking a bottle of like Mad Dog. Those are really sloppy ass nights. <laughs> you think? You think? Cisco, Night Train. <laughs> yeah, I've I've. Tried it all, <laughs> and really fighting not. cock is that one of them too? Fighting cock vodka, Papa vodka, oh, it's vodka in the plastic. Uh, well, there's fighting cock and Papa. They're both in the plastic, uh, no break bottle. Yes, <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> and we just saw in Utah they had um, was it Saint Ides in the plastic no break forty bottle? <laughs> what was Saint Ides? Malt liquor. Oh, okay. See that you, 
You don't even know it? Oh. I'm a classy gentleman here. I, I like my small batch bourbon. Colt 45. Colt Billy D. Billy D. He's, so. a, he's coming back as the new Bill, uh, the new Colt, or I guess the rebooting Colt 45 too. Nice. Or maybe it never went away. I don't know. I don't think it ever went away. Uh, but King he's Cobra like the, did. He's the new uh, spokesperson again, though. I'm, I'm, <laughs> King Cobra, you're like, I don't even know what that is. King Cobra. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Isn't that like a G.I. Joe bad guy? <laughs> It's kind of a uh, drink that you have in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I've had many of them. Yeah. Uh, I was reading, I well, listened to, uh, and he lives nearby in his town, actually in this building, um, Daryl McDaniels, the Daryl McDaniels book. From DMC. From DMC. So DMC. He was talking about in his book how he had a 40 cooler in his, in his car so that he had cold 40s at all times. 40? It was fucked up, man. Oh my god! The book is is, it's a it's a rough like he doing a movie on that would be very interesting. But uh, yeah, he had a, a custom like <laughs> cooler in there so he could drive around uh-huh. or drive where people were driving or drive himself and just drink. Was it a Cadillac that he had? Oh yeah, it was like an Escalade or something. Nice. Um, but yeah, he said he was drinking a ton. He would drink. He would drink like we drink a regular beer. He'd drink a forty. Jesus. Fucked up. And then he switched to uh. Jack Daniels. And then things went off the rails. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's what Jack Daniels is here for. It's kind of like if you look at the proportions, if you're drinking that much volume of liquid and you replace it with Jack Daniels, now you're stepping up that game quite a bit. You're, uh, you're definitely pre- pushing all of your organs to, to really step their, their functions up. Yeah. You're redlining it. He started having problems with that. I could imagine. What's the alcohol content in a malt liquor? I have no idea. I've never consumed one. That's your bag. Let's see, St. Ives. What do we got here for 8.2%? No, it's like a... It's yeah, like we're a drinking really, 40 ounces of it. So it's like a 40-ounce, like, Dogfish like 90. Double IPA. Dogfish 90. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Yeah. I like that. All so right. maybe the new 40s are going to be IPAs. Mm. IPA 40. Boom. 40 Petty Topper. That's right. Hello, floor. I have something else to customize in my car. All right. A carrier for the uh, for the forty. All right, and uh, since we're on the topic of you know getting a little jiggy with it, getting a little loose, yeah, it's time. There it is. It's a little gondola music here for Frank's Bean of the Week. We're taking that. So Frank's ride. out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right now, and he's uh, mocking up his photos as we're sitting here in seventy degree goddamn weather and rain. Um, he's got asphalt and he's like photoshopping snow in there, right? Completely. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, went on a cotton ball factory tour, I believe. Oh, yes. nice. So, this week's Bean of the Week is Higher Power, which is a cross between hybrid strain Jesus and Sativa African Queen Bread Wild Oregon Weed. It has a delicious odor akin to grape Fruit Loops. Yes, grape Fruit Loops. Nice. And has been measured at 24% THC. This sativa offers a truly stimulating high that will leave you energized and bursting with creativity. Damn, that sounds good. That does sound very good. We're going to have to ask Frank if he's partaking, find any of that. Um, not in Wyoming. It's illegal there. Uh, well, Can't do that. Come on, man. You know, medically, if somebody has a card, maybe. No, they can't. This isn't Vietnam, Mario. <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> so thank you, Frank. Um, yeah. Where we get the next one? 
Speaking of places where it's legal, Washington is overtaking Colorado in cannabis sales. Can you believe that? So Colorado Department of Revenue released the end-of-year cannabis sales data for 2016. And they're saying that they sold $1.269 million in cannabis, while Washington recorded $1.1 million. Now, they say hidden in those annual figures is an interesting trend. Over the past three months, Washington has quietly overtaken Colorado as the nation's leading cannabis state in terms of monthly sales. So Colorado in October, November, and December was $114 million, $103 million, and $111 million. Uh, those same months in Washington, $115, $112, Wow. Which allegedly we helped contribute to. So do you think it's people coming from our friends of the north coming down to Washington to partake from like Vancouver and stuff? I think it's people just realizing that it's also legal in Washington. I just couldn't figure it out for a while. Like, wait a minute, this is legal, man? I wonder if there's like a weed tourism going on. Weed tourism. You know, the thing is with Washington, I mean, Seattle's a legit city. You yeah. know, there is a lot of people there. Spokane's a decent-sized city. I mean, Colorado, you have Denver, and you've got, you know, Boulder and stuff, but there's also a lot of transfers. There's also a lot of, like, coming into Seattle to fly out to other places. Where Colorado, you're in the middle of the state. You're just kind of, I mean, you're in the middle of the, the U.S., so it's kind of different. Yeah, I think it's it's more of a hub, Yeah, Seattle. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know if you have a lot of tourists from Asia coming across. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Colorado's population is 5.356 million as of 2014. Now, Washington's population is dun, 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 7 million. So you've got hmm. a 50, not quite 50% more people, maybe like 40% more people in Washington State than Colorado. And Seattle is a booming city so there's a lot of construction a lot of new people moving in a lot of uh, a lot of tech companies are there so borders idaho and oregon i don't see them being big tourism coming in there maybe Canada. well oregon's got it legal too so they really don't have to they got portland right. they got their own thing going on so there. you have that sliver of idaho and that's really it yeah and then I, you have I, canada I, it's got to be driven by seattle it's got to be driven it must be in colorado you're surrounded by wyoming nebraska kansas oklahoma New Mexico, Utah, and a little bit of Arizona. Yeah. Utah's not coming out. But they got to have Mormon bus trips to Colorado to start stepping up their sales. Maybe that's what it, they need. Mm-hmm. Maybe they Part could... of the pilgrimage. Yeah. There's an extra tablet made out of weed that they don't know about. Really? I think... Another tablet? I saw it, but I wasn't allowed to tell anybody about Can it. Can a tablet? I wasn't allowed to bring it, but I could tell people about it. Um, maybe they could just hire or uh, hide their weed in mesquite firewood and bring it across the border. I think that's a great idea. And, and how'd that work out for some fella this past week? So this past week, there was over a hundred pounds of marijuana found hidden in hollowed out firewood. So customs officers in Arizona said they found more than hundred pounds of marijuana concealed inside hollowed out pieces of firewood and they have a picture on this article which looks actually pretty awesome the dude just like like nicely cut out like a nice niche and has this big chunk of weed in there it's crazy <laughs> so they found him <laughs> uh boy why do you need so much firewood for <laughs> to be in arizona yeah it's 106 degrees out why imagine? do you have so much firewood he should have just lit it on fire 
and walk away. That's yeah. it. Everybody, you're going to get high as anything. Um, but anyway, he was coming across the border. Um, let's see. And they said it was a... Uh, the, the thing that got him out was a, uh, a dog. A canine. Puppies. So puppies being used to find, find marijuana. It's a terrible use of dogs. Well, and this is what I'm saying. So if they legalize marijuana federally... Then they can do whatever they want with like illegal immigrants or like protecting whatever they want to use them for. Why are they spending time with marijuana? I'm just saying. Yeah. Th- that's my opinion. They got other other important things to do. Yep. So completely agree. But anyway, on that note, it is time for a little Julian's pout look. Ooh. So yeah, thanks Julian for sending us the pout look today. I know you were heading to a Cavs game, which is uh, yeah pretty Cavs. cool. So thank you for getting this out to us. So here we go. Broad look to the east, where we are, where it's seventy degrees today. Precipitation is coming. Um, temperatures are unfortunately very warm for this time of the year. So we're going to see some rain before it turns to snow. Cold air will be moving through Saturday night in the northeast, producing some snow overnight into Sunday. Totals could reach up to eight inches in northern Vermont and New York um, if it changes over to the cold quick enough. Out west, Utah and parts of northern Colorado are getting some snow making. Um, oh, from snow making Friday look like a great day. Sunday into Monday, California is going to be getting snow, but not as much as they have been getting with totals of around six inches. If we got six inches, we'd be super psyched and having a powder day. Them, it's just like, eh, dusting. It's just a little freshen up on the (laughs) mountain. Monday night, San Juan's, so southern Colorado, will see snow maxing out at about eight inches at Wolf Creek. Looking next week, temperatures are going to cool off in the east, and we're going to see some snow, but it's way too early to tell. Utah has had great total the last two days. Snowbird, Solitude, Brighton, breaking two feet. While we were there, it was hot and rainy. Fuck you timing. This is California, what we do. California did good, of course. 70 plus inches again this past week. I think at least two or three places are saying they're gonna be open until the summer, till July, probably August. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Julian. This was a uh, a dynamite pot look once again. And uh, look forward to uh getting some some snow everywhere this week. Yeah, I was just looking up. Uh, I mean, we were considering going up, and I, I think I'm bailing because I don't. My rule is now, I'm a little spoiled. I don't ski in the rain. That's just this is me. It's what I do. I'm not driving four and a half hours. <laughs> it's the other thing to ski in the rain. Now, if if I was out in Whistler and I was there for the week, and there was one day that was gonna be rainy in the bottom and snow up top, I may go. Yeah, I did that once. That's different. I've done that, and yeah, it's not fun. But you know, if I'm on but vacation, you do it. You do it. But yeah. It, if I got to travel four hours one way to go ski in the rain, it's uh, why don't you just travel happen. one hour up to Mountain Creek, take out your beautiful new skis and the, the 115 underfoot and try them <laughs> out at Mountain Creek? Yeah, yeah, some fresh scrapes on those brand new skis. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> you're, but, like, uh, you're like, fuck no, first, <laughs> we'll finally get into the ski news. Ski news. But we can't get into ski news, so we get the music. We got the music. So now we got the ski news. All right, so 
We're going to start off with the story that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. There were some rumors flying around that Vail Mountain Resorts was going to open the old checkbook again and purchase another mountain. You know, fresh off purchasing Whistler for over a billion dollars. They're like, hey, we need some more East Coast exposure. Chump change to them. Let's go pick up Stowe. Why the hell not? So Vail Resorts is paying $50 million to acquire Stowe Mountain Resorts, one of Vermont's most venerable ski resorts. It was announced this past Tuesday. If it was only $50 million, dude, if I would have hit the Powerball, I could have bought Stowe. So now are you telling me that, that Stowe is 125th the mountain that Whistler is? Is that what they're saying? Because fifty million dollars versus whatever one point whatever billion they paid for Whistler. Wow, fifty million though. Some dude hit the Powerball in I forgot where for was four hundred million. After cash taxes, they're gonna walk away with about one twenty to one sixty cash. They could have bought Whistler and had. I mean, they could have bought Stone. Had money to spare. Um, I I know exactly what you're thinking, thinking. but I'm going to revert back to an episode of South Park (laughs) where Cartman got the amusement park, and he's like, it's just for me. Awesome. He wouldn't let Kyle in, right? He wouldn't let Kyle in, but then he realized he needed to make money because he couldn't afford to keep it operating. Oh, no, you keep it open. brought people in. Oh, you keep it open, but like, you want to get on the gondola or anything, you cut the line and everybody stops. Well, that you can do. That's what I'm saying. You have to wear like a special suit. And people like carrying like, like a boombox around with like your music. When we were in Telluride, not when we were there, but when I was there with the ski club, mm-hmm. the uh, the guy that just bought Telluride was there with his family, and he was skiing in jeans. And I remember he had a, a cowboy hat and jeans. And I remember him getting on the gondola, and somebody made a comment like, "Oh, look at this fucking guy with, with jeans!" Like, dude, he owns the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> like he do. You could do whatever you want. You got your Bogner jacket. Shut the hell up. Yeah, but the dude was like a regular guy. It's pretty pretty cool. That's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, so Stowe uh, was owned by Mount Mansfield Company, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of AIG. Hmm. You remember AIG from the whole financial crisis disaster in 2008? I guess that's where the money went, huh? Yeah, they were just <laughs> shoving it in a mountain. Um, Instead of your mattress, a mountain. So they are still going to own the facilities, or so- several of the facilities, including the Stowe Mountain Lodge and the Stowe Mountain Club, uh, as well as the Stowe Country Club. Wait, Stowe Mountain Club, Stowe Country Club, and other real estate. Oh, okay. So they bought the mountain operations and then a lot of the stuff on the mountain, but not every... Not everything. Not all the... uh, That they held. Right. Not all their holdings. The resorts and clubs, yeah. Oh, interesting. So I wonder how this is going to change. But if you have a powder day, if you owned it, you could be like, I'm sorry, I got the first like three hours to myself. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I wonder how they're going to change up Stowe having purchased this. They said that, you know, they're not going to bring the Western field to Stowe. Because Stowe definitely has a very unique Eastern kind of uh, kind of feel. They've been trying to fancy it up the last couple, you it's know, like last a decade or so. Vermont fancy feel. The town itself is really cool. Yeah. And the mountain road, I mean, now we've got freaking Alchemist there. I mean, you've got some amazing top-notch beers. Beers there, yeah, you can get. But the mountain itself Take is... Take the beers and now you, you start cross hibernating beers across the country. You can get Heady Topper at Whistler? That'd be freaking crazy. Whoa. That would be nuts. Man, imagine... Focal a... Banger at Whistler. Oh. They'd be like, what is this, eh? <laughs> it's not my kokanee. Where's kokanee? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's not my kokanee, eh? Kokanee is the Colt 45 of Canada. <laughs> it's like the Peels of Canada. <laughs> they actually had that in wow. Utah, which was kind of funny. 
Yeah, they had yeah, cocaine I've seen in a couple it, places. It was probably four <laughs> percent. Yeah, That's right. Why. Seriously. That's all it is. Mormons brewing to start it. with. Damn it. Yeah. So uh big news. Well, this is what I want to hear. They didn't announce anything about the pass, right? Now, if it's part of the the veil, what is it? The, the epic pass. The epic pass. Mm-hmm. That that's a game changer for buying that pass on the East Coast. Yeah. Because then you could do your your, you know, days at Stowe, and then one trip out west, and it kind of pays for the pass. Then it's not a bad move. Now I know Stowe has a crazy like their their uh, season passes are ridiculously expensive. Well, that was a speculation in the article last week. They said with Vail buying them, chances are they may actually be able to lower the t- uh, lift ticket prices. Yeah. And the, and the you know, season pass price, which would be great. Yeah, whatever sort of like economies of scale they can, you know, pass the savings on to the, uh, yeah, to the uh, skiers. So I think a season pass here, if you get a regular family, let's see, uh, the, 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 holy shit. Shit, it was more than I even thought it was. So if you get a regular um, season pass, a regular season pass, blackout, no blackout. This is no blackouts or restrictions valid okay. all year long. If you buy it before November, eighteen hundred dollars. God damn. You buy it after twenty three hundred dollars. Clinton's uh, like twelve. A blackout pass is. Um, so you don't get the Christmas week or President's Weekend, but you get MLK. Oh, you do? Sixteen sixty-eight before November, 2000 after. God damn. And they have a Monday through Friday pass, um, which also excludes Christmas week and President's Weekend, or I guess the President's Day, the Monday. It's still 1000 bucks or 1300 That's if you get wild. on time or early. But they have family plans too. So if you get that that blackout or the no blackout one, no restrictions, family, two adults, one child, four thousand dollars. Damn. Early word, do, five thousand late. Do they do layaway or accept uh, food stamps? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? Oh, they're actually on their website. It says um, Stowe is now epic. So they're saying uh, the twenty seventeen eighteen pass uh, access to be announced in March. So I guess they are going to put on the Epic Pass. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I'd be surprised. I mean, that's Vail's thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's their big draw. Why they're picking up all these, this portfolio of mountains is that they can offer these passes and make it more attractive to, yeah. you know, to skiers and boarders. Which were the other ones? Did they add Revelstoke to this pass or was that the Max Pass? Ooh. Because remember Revelstoke and I think Telluride were added to one of the passes? I think that was the Epic Pass, yeah. That's pretty We're looking uh, it up right now. Because that's just it. Depend like. So this year we went to Whistler, but Whistler wasn't part of the pass yet, was it? They just added it, I think, before we went out there. Right. So had we done Whistler, I'm doing Vail this year. Like it would have made sense for me to buy that, but I'm going with the Sea Club, so it's a whole different. But if I was doing trips on my own, like if you do two trips like that, I mean, mm-hmm. and then Stowe, I think you you more than make your money back. Yeah, you get uh. So for the Epic Pass, it's. They're showing, uh, this is, they're not really giving you everything here. Um, I guess there's, there's different ones, too. You get the Epic Pass, the Epic 7-Day, the Epic Local. Hmm. Um, oh, Epic Local is just in a certain uh, region, right? Yeah. That's the one that uh, Ryan was talking about that he had, because he's out in Colorado. It was for, I think, A-Basin and Breckenridge, maybe? I think he said Breck, yeah. Yeah. He has, like, two or three mountains he had, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. 
But then he said there's something weird when we went to Park City because he they take the pass too. You get a discounted. Didn't... I think you get a discounted lift ticket, but he right. had to still wait in line and couldn't do it online. Yeah, he couldn't do it online he and load wait. the pass. Yeah, right. Weird. Mm-hmm. They'll work that out. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna do this now with the Epic Pass. Now that they have good old Stowe added to their their quiver. Well, there's a lot more thinking, especially after two not-so-great seasons up at Killington now. Start wondering about (laughs) where I buy my passes, right? And we just, yeah, just bad timing. Grin and bear it. That's all you can do. Got to work the finances of how many days you're going to do it at each place. Exactly. Maybe do Jay more next year. I don't know. Everything's on the table now. I'm putting it all on. It's there. See, the planning starts now. That's right. All right, next we got two Northeast ski runs make the list of scariest runs in North America. We're talking about the East a lot because, you know, we know out West everything is just slammed with snow and you're busy skiing and you're not listening to the podcast right now. And we get it and we understand. So we're going to talk about, you know, we've got some cool stories about uh, what's going on on the East Coast here. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll go through the whole, I'll go through all 10. I'll mention them. All right. If the pop-ups on this website stop. (laughs) <laughs> fucking hate pop-ups. How else are they going to pay for their website and bandwidth? And Damn, it kills me. Um, all right, so on the East Coast, we'll just talk about that. Mad River Glen, and I was talking to our buddy Joe. He was telling, telling us about, he was mentioning Paradise. Mm-hmm. So the Paradise run at Mad R- River Glen is, they're saying, is on the list at number four. Uh, and they're saying it's the hallmark run of the region, punctua- punctuated by ice, rocky outcroppings, drop-offs, tight trees, bumps, and variable snow. I mean, that, I that love it. summarizes the East right there. It sounds good to me. Um, and then on the at number five was Vermont's Sugarbush uh, has um, Rumbles, the name of the, of the uh, run. And the Rumble, um, it says for... 2,600 feet, you nav- navigate steep glade of tight trees, bumps, soft patches, stumps, and rock bands. So <laughs> it's nice to have rental skis in that situation. <laughs> so you could just kind of do whatever you want. But uh, So 10 of the scariest runs. Um, you want to start at the bottom? I'll start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. So number 10, uh, Christmas shoot in Alaska, Alaska. Mm. Um, never been there. Uh, Spanky's Ladder. At Blackcomb, we did Spanky's. That's where we did the hike up, or right near uh, Spanky's. Yeah. Um, they're saying this is one of the uh, fun, really hard runs. Uh, short boot pack from the top, uh, from the ex- uh, Glacier Express quad, and then long way down through cliff bands, tight spaces, and bowls below. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the nice thing about it was there was a lot of different spots you could drop into. Oh yeah, I mean, we definitely didn't drop into the scariest spot. But we also didn't drop into the most yeah. easiest spot either. That was yeah. Again, I wish we'd taken maybe like a five or ten minute break after our our hike up. Yeah, I would have. It would have been. They just opened it that day, though. That you know. Yeah. So it was kind of. Had it been open the whole time, we probably would have done it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, we have Christmas tree at Steamboat Springs. So they're saying this is. It's not called Christmas tree for nothing, so it's a tree bowl. <laughs> so they're saying keep your your head on a swivel. Hmm. Uh, chimney at Squaw Valley. Um, six East Wall at A Basin. 
uh, Rumble, like we mentioned, Sugarbush, Paradise at Mad River, like we mentioned, um, Great Scott at Snowbird. I don't know if we did this. No, that was that was way further to the uh, the right side. Oh, we didn't. We never made it. Dude. No, we never got over there. It was just too much train to cover. Oh, wait, in like no, it a says, day and um, a half. No, it's one of the lines on the Cirque. Oh, we did dropped in the Cirque. We this might have the been Cirque. the shoot. That this we... was the shoot that was a little bit that was closer to where you came in. Yeah, we, we looked went a little at it further like, out. Yeah, we looked at it like, yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> we went a little bit down from there, which was yeah. still pretty. Yeah, that's the rocky. Yeah, that's the shoot. Uh, Crazy Ivan 2 in Breckenridge. So you're saying this is another shoot. Uh, shoot. Uh, dialing steepness up to the max. 49 degree face. Wow. Um, and a precise turns between rocky outcroppings. So <laughs> it's the technical thing. And then number one, our buddy Frank started oh. his day, his his first run of Jackson Hole. Allegedly. Allegedly. I want to see video of this to <laughs> confirm it. Uh, Corbett's Kular. There it is. So the funniest thing is, you know, you get all psyched up to do Corbett's. And then if, you, if you're going to get psyched up and you're just going to go do it, do it. Don't ever watch video like YouTube uh, video that people took with their GoPros because it'll scare the shit out of you. It's the worst thing you could possibly watch. <laughs> it's all people crashing. It's like, yeah, here's me fracturing my femurs and yeah. blowing out my ACLs. It is pretty scary. Yeah. And the thing is, too, you really do need, again, this is probably just a cop out. But you really do need good conditions to do it. And it's we were perfect there. time of year for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're getting so much snow. It's the second biggest storm they've ever had or the second most powder they've ever had. So When we were there, it was pretty icy. It, it was, was icy. Uh, and we had weird conditions because it, it was getting warm. the hard freeze at night. And then it was um, warming up during the day. Warming up during the day. So they were kind of opening and closing Corbett. Yeah. So right now, I'm sure it's just kind of go wherever you want. That's my excuse. That's my excuse. I'm, I'm sticking st- to it. I'm still comfortable <laughs> with that. Yeah. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right, next up. So, Iceland. Beautiful place. Thing is, though, they're getting a, a lot of accidents in Iceland right now because they had this sudden winter. Um, I thought it's always cold there. That, but that's the opposite. It's ice. Greenland is always icy, and Iceland is green. It's crazy. Because they have all those hot springs, right? So, ice and snow are making problems for the people of Iceland. After a period of warm weather, winter decided to return. Temperatures have dropped below zero, covering roads with ice and making driving conditions considerably worse. To top that off, it's been snowing, making the roads both slippery and not easily passable due to the snow. Damn. Yeah, so there's been uh, a bunch of accidents in uh, the main roads that go into Reykjavik. Damaged cars, accidents, buses. Uh, Apparently there's a car driving on the wrong side of the road, hitting another car, people dying. Damn. Yeah, it sounds almost like uh, like apocalypse snow out there. Sounds like people are just freaking out when they get like snow on the ground. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised. You'd think people would have a little more together over there. What would Giovanni Hendrickson do? Giovanni, um, he was in Norway, so I don't know what he would be doing. <laughs> it's all the same to me. Just one He'd be big, doing nothing. It's just one big. Uh, you know. So yeah, so people of Iceland, <laughs> be careful. The picture is crazy too about a bus in a ditch. Ah. Uh. I mean, the buses, you know, there's the road, there's the kind of the side of the road where the dirt is, and then there's like a bus, and it's almost buried to as high as that. It's in a ditch, ditch burn kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I don't know. That's crazy, man. That's why you got to telecommute. Telecommute every Avoid time. Avoid that nonsense. Uh, all right, since it's tax season, 
uh, people doing their taxes now. Just Diversify uh, your bonds. Diversify your bonds. I just figured I'd throw this in there in Ski News because um, they had 10 strange uh, tax deductions that the IRS will frown upon. So you will probably get audited. Uh, you can read the list, but the one I wanted to point out is winter coat and snowblower. So they had somebody. Uh, the cost of a winter coat and snowblower don't count towards moving expenses. One California transplant to Minnesota tried doing that, and they wound up getting audited. <laughs> so uh, just in case you guys are getting ready to fill out that stuff, just in terms of deductions, it might not hold water with the IRS. Well, if anyone knows anyone who's a... Uh like a tax accountant or or someone, uh, maybe a tax attorney, and they want to reach out to us. We really we have some questions because we're trying to do things a little bit differently. Like we love doing this, and this is a lot of fun. But we also love to turn this into a real business, so we can kind of crank this up to the next level. So, I mean, I would love to be able to deduct all of my ski expenses. Yeah, we got to work on that as you know part of our our job. You know, because we I'd love to do this full time. See what kind of dope stuff we could uh, give the people here. And this is a job. We do a lot of skiing for you guys. We're doing it. Yeah, we're, we're going. Buying uh, new skis for you guys. We're buying <laughs> We're buying skis. We're buying gear. We're going on trips. We're going to restaurants. We're checking out bars. We're doing all these things for data. Set for up the research. studio. The studio enhancements. Look at Anthony Bourdain. That's what he's doing. We're trying to be the ski version of Anthony Bourdain. That's right. That's all we're trying to do here. Just you know, simple. That's all we're doing. That's business. That's what. That's going to be our business. Business. So yeah. So if you have a tax attorney or a tax accountant or whatever those people are or do, we need one. We need a person. We need a guy. A guy or a gal. Yeah. Skibum podcast at gmail dot com because we want to take this to the next level and we need uh, someone who knows what they're doing. Reach out. We'll check out. your references and then we'll contact you. <laughs> yes, we want a three minute video of what you can do for us. All right, we're going to wrap it up in ski news this week with a, uh, a interesting, scary, and uh, kind of... Seems terrifying to me. Seems terrifying now. Uh, so Air Force flyover severs cable cam nearly down ski lift at World Ski Championships. Damn. This was out in St. Moritz, Switzerland. There was a crash at the men's giant slalom, but it wasn't a racer. It was a cable camera. It's wires severed by a too close flyover from the Swiss Air Force. Um, wow. That's an air. That's a flyover that kind of went a little wrong. Yeah. So what they were saying? They have an Air Force. <laughs> I thought they just had knives. <laughs> knives, cheese, banking. That's all they got. They don't need an Air Force. They have the U.S. I was just watching an old episode <laughs> of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was playing with a Swiss Army knife. He's like, "This is a Swiss Army knife." He's like, "They don't really want to fight." He's like, they just want to ski and eat chocolate with Swiss. <laughs> well, that's like when you go, like when I went to Germany and you're going to these old little towns, they're like, always like the Swiss would come down and just fuck with the Germans. I'm like, wow, I thought they were all peaceful. <laughs> Not back in the day, I guess. I mean, the Swiss are known for their precision, but apparently uh, they, uh, they kind of messed up there. Yeah, that was not too precise. That's Wow. So one of the wings of the planes clipped the wire of the cable cam. And a television camera that swoops up and down the run, giving that bird's eye view of the racers we're all now accustomed to ski- seeing in ski racing. The camera plummeted to the ground in the finish area. 
Fortunately, no one was hurt. The whole thing happened between two runs, so no one was in the finish area. And the camera was lucky to have dropped there rather than somewhere else where spectators and skiers were still milling about. So it was actually the wire that holds the camera that they kind of swing down. You see them in, like, the football games. They have that big one that goes, like, across the stadium that they zip around. Yeah. So this is actually the second thing that's happened in the last year or so during these races. Remember last year the drone that almost hit that dude? That was great. The video's awesome. That was I tell you what, this could have been so much worse. Can you imagine if the plane went down? Oh my on god. On the mountain god. and then you get a plane crash on the mountain, like the events can't like I'm glad nothing happened like that. There was no injuries because that could have been really Ugh. horrible. Yeah. I mean it fell probably in the best spot it could have. Yeah. You know, way at the bottom of the finish line. I mean, I guess it wasn't that strong of a cable that it broke rather than like sear the wing off a plane. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's true too. Cause that's kind of scary, man. Yeah. Whew. Craziness. Crazy Swiss. So the damage was about crazy. 250,000 Swiss francs. Damn, I'm sure yeah. the plane was pretty messed up. Probably. Crazy Swiss bastards, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I was telling uh, Brian, I was like, I started with this story, and then I started looking at St. Moritz, and I'm like, we got to freaking go there. It looks pretty awesome. <laughs> it was pretty dope. Yeah. They have, like, everything to do there, too. Like, their website is like, oh, it's not just skiing. It's this. It's, it's oh. We have fondue. Have fondue. And raclette. Yeah, I can't. I can't go into a fondue shop. Oh, we're, we're in Switzerland. It, it, oh God, it smelled so bad. It just smelled like just not just used to it. Like feet, oh. like lots of feet. Yeah, it's like a locker room, like in your face. It was horrible. Yeah, delicious feet in your face. I'm sure it tasted good, but it just wasn't in the mood for that. Yeah, we were like sitting there, like looking at each other. Remember, Andrew? Like, she, and then she's like, she's like, I can't stay here. Yeah, because. And we were all thinking it too, but we were like trying to be a man. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna she's say. She's got anything. such a sensitive sense of smell. Like, she's got like freaking bloodhound smell, and she was just like, I can't stay here. I'm glad she said something because like I can't, I can't eat something in this place. I know, right? It was bad. It was just you, we're just not used to that, I guess. You know, nope. crazy. Nothing wrong with it. Nope. So that wraps up the ski news for the week. Yeah, and now it's on to our main topic. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, I guess we're calling it snangry. Snangry. <laughs> so let me explain. So I came up with this term today, driving home from work. Uh, it's 70 degrees out. I'm in a shit ton of traffic. So 70 Fahrenheit, the last Thursday of February. And I'm seeing people posting that they're out in uh, Utah now. They're out in, you know, we're getting message from our buddy Frank, who's out in Jackson Hole. Like, uh, California, California. Somebody's going to Tahoe that I know, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" They're all going at the right time. It's seven degrees. I'm in a ton of traffic. Assholes cutting me off, and I'm just like, "Why the hell am I here?" So, <laughs> uh, I got snow angry. So that's where Snangry came out today. Um, I kind of had a fit of rage and a cursing fit. Luckily, nobody else was in the car um, in traffic today. I just kind of freaked out on the way home. So, yeah, I know. Uh, last week after. You know, last week we talked about our trip to Utah, and, you know, our timing was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I keep getting alerts on my phone because I have a um, <laughs> still... the ski and snow report. God damn it. And I wake up in the morning, it's like, hey, just so you know, Snowbird, 13 inches of snow last night. Thanks. The night before, exact same thing. It's torture. Last week, I was I had such just depression being home, the jet lag, my... 
a hyperextended-ish leg, knee thing going on. Um, I was just depressed. I didn't go to the gym all week. I was just, I was depressed. So what did I do on Friday? <laughs> Fuck it. And I bought a new pair of skis. Boom, that's therapy right because there. Because why not? Super Volcano, it's there. That's right. All right. That's retail therapy for you right there. So I've been looking at, I, I mentioned this over the summer that I was looking for a pair of, of you know, powder West Coast skis. And so it's 70 degrees, and what do you buy? Well, it was probably <laughs> only about 57 degrees okay. then. Um, so, yeah, so I was, you know, I've been looking at, you know, powderish West Coast kind of skis because we get out there at least twice a year to do some, you know, some skiing and big mountain skiing. Yeah. And I've been, you know, I was looking, I've been doing research, and there was the whole incident with my new boots. So I had to get a new pair of my daily drivers. So I got the Nordica Enforcer 100s, which, again, Love them. Fantastic skis. Great daily on, drivers. You're on ski or boot of the month right now. <laughs> right? If you add it, if you look at when you press. And it's really terrible timing to be doing that. <laughs> but, you know, you, just, you do what you got to do. And you got skis for these conditions that we have out east, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been doing my research, and I kind of came across a new pair of skis that I was interested in. Now, have I skied these skis? I have not. But you talked to the guy in Park City for a while in the I ski shop. I talked to the guy in the shop <laughs> at Cole Sports. The guy was really cool. That's just as good as trying them out. And, well, also on the lift, I saw a dude who had a pair of them. And, and I go, oh, dude, how do you like the skis? They're sweet. That's it. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> ski shop guy and Random the dude, on, dude the on the lift. That's all I need to, to make my ski purchase. Look like he can ski. I, he, <laughs> they looked really cool. Um... So yeah, so I purchased a new pair of skis. Nice. Yes, I. What I love about I just, them is you said they were all set up, right? So here's the deal. So again, I haven't skied on these things. I uh, I just decided to kind of roll the dice. So I got a pair of Black Crows Anima skis. Nice. Uh, they are. I got the 182s length. They're 115 underfoot. 115. 115, baby. You are not renting ever again. You're taking those powder bitches out. Well, part of the reason why is that I, I, I'm so sick of renting. Now with my freaking diva boots with the, the, the walk-to-ride soles, I just, everything was a problem. It's like, oh, we only have this one pair of skis you can use yeah. or this two pair of skis. And I'm sick of the, just, of the, the crap things that I don't want that I'm getting at these rental shops. So I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Nice. Bought them. Now. These skis retail for 800 bucks, and most places they're already sold out. Like I, Evo, Backcountry, they're all sold out. Wow. Uh, the one shop in Park City had them. They're 800 bones just for the skis. Damn. No deals, no, no bindings, whatever. Nothing. nothing. Now, friends, this is a nice, this is a smart little tip. Now, we gave this tip also when we came back from Whistler. Yes. U.S. dollar crushing the Canadian dollar. Got to be international. Think international. International. Think out of the box. Yes. Out of the country. So right now, it's actually about the same. Canada to the U.S. dollar, so about 1.31. So it's similar to what it was when we were out there in December. Mm. The U.S. dollar is very strong. I found a pair of these skis on a European ski website. Damn. So let me find out the name of it. Was, you uh, just do a Google search or something? And I just look looked at the for this. I just I Googled the skis and the width or the length I wanted. And they just uh, and this they showed one up. shop came up. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was uh, Telemark Pyrenees. Is the name of the site? That's T E L E M A R K dash P Y R E N E S dot com. 
So the telemark bindings, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, what have I done? Damn it. You're trying on. So telemark Pyrenees, they are out of France. Damn. And, you know, seeing as how the U.S. dollar is very strong right now, you can get a lot for your for your money. Freedom skis. What's that? <laughs> Freedom skis. Freedom skis. <laughs> yeah, so I just, uh, last Friday, I was like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of looking online. Boom, I'm sick pull of the Googling. trigger. I just said, screw it. Because you've missed deals before where you wait like another day and you're like, shit, I missed the deal. Can't do that. You got to just, you got to pull that trigger. Now, they have a really nice service on their site. So you go on the website, you can, you know, choose what you want. And they will actually ask you, you can do your bindings, you can do everything with them. That's they awesome. They have touring bindings, they have alpine bindings, you know. So you picked out the ski and the bindings? I picked out the skis and the bindings. And they uh, asked for your, what boot you have, what the size is, what the outsole length is right and you give them the information and they mount it and they take care of it That's and they ship it awesome so the price i paid for the skis the bindings with the mounting and the shipping from france was cheaper than just the skis in park city that is insane and the euro uh to dollars like a one-to-one almost right uh so it's not like you're look. getting a bump on the exchange it's just cheaper one dollar is 95 Euro cents. Oh, so it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, when you look at they they convert it for you. you can, when you go to their website, you can choose the currency you want to do it in and where you're shipping it to. So they adjust it. They have they have euro. They have Australian dollar, pound, wow. yen, N O K. I don't even know what that is. N O K. Noke. The noke. The noke. The knock. Is that like Norwegian kroner? Maybe. Yeah, probably kroner. Nokia oh. Corporation. <laughs> I did the That's same That's the first thing. thing. It might be the Norwegian kroner. Uh, that's my guess. But again, I don't know anything, so it's quite possible. Oh, NOK currency. That's what you look up. Norwegian kroner. Boom. Boom. That's it. International man of mystery. I see. So you pay, paid in kroners, didn't you? I paid in kroners. So you took your dollars, you transferred them into kroners, then you paid in kroners, and you got a double bump on the... And then I got to pay the VAT on top of it, and it was more expensive, and I lost. Boom. If you're doing no. stock trades, actually, that's what some people... But no, there was no VAT on there. Um, oh, nice. shipping was like 40 bucks 45 bucks I think that's nothing and it came like I ordered them Friday they came and I ordered it late on Friday now with the you know with the time change it was already like 5 or 6 o'clock their time so they couldn't do anything that oh, Friday yeah. they mounted them Monday kept them out Monday I got them Tuesday wow. like if I ordered them from backcountry about the same they did today who has not responded to my job application SOBs. yet. Oh, it yeah. takes four days. If you're listening and you work with Backcountry, you got to reach out to... Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. One of us applied for a job there. Yeah. Actually, really wants it. I got to give you the name of my gearhead, see if they can do anything. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Don't you want to have celebrities working for you? You're better than that. You're better than that. That's why I'm, we're going to order everything from France now, if that's how it's going to be. It's... You're talking about faster, cheaper, easier. With that deal you got, that's Sacre Blue bitches. Sacre Blue motherfucker. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah, so I, that, that was what I did. I uh, I just decided to buy them, and of course, being the dumbass that I am, I bought them after my two West Coast big mountain trips instead of before. You got to do an ad hoc spur of the moment one. <laughs> Well, I'll be perfectly honest. I actually applied for a couple jobs in, on the West Coast just because I was hoping, if nothing else, 
to at least get an interview and get a couple of extra days to go do some skiing. Boom. That Out could there be, for an interview? It's a whole new strategy now. Just go apply for jobs on the West Coast. You could probably write that off on taxes. See? Because that's applying for another job. That's work-related. Right? I believe. I think so. We could have a tax expert check that, but it sounds like it We need be. a tax guy or gal, a person. If you're listening, let us know. If Ski that seems like podcast a... at gmail.com. That's right. We need to help our listeners. That's Ex- what we're all about. Expand your mind. Free your mind. Free your minds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So do you have a bag? Yeah, I have that, uh, that Oakley bag I got like five years ago. Nice. Actually, no, I got it like seven years ago. It holds two pairs of skis and boots oh, and wow. has wheels. See, that's a big one. I don't think mine is... is I got to check mine again. I think mine should hold two pair. There's no wheels. But it's just got the shoulder strap. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to probably bring my stuff to Vail. There you go. I got those new... I got to bring them out. Yep. Better than any stuff I rent. Just getting garbage. That's right. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I tell you what, this morning I was pissed off. So get, getting back to the angriness. Okay. So that, that those are awesome. Now you're angry because they're sitting there. I can't use them. They're still in the box, actually. I have mine right by the door. So when I go out to work and when I come home from work, I look at my skis every goddamn day. And I get more and more outraged. I got to put them in the, in the closet because I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> just like put a coat on them. Like over them. Like a, use them as a coat rack so you <laughs> don't right. see them. Just hide them up. Yeah. Um, no, getting to work today, I was pissed off. I, I, see, I saw all the snow melting. And I'm like... There's this big pile of snow at work that's taken up one of the spots, and I just drove over it like a, like ten times this morning. <laughs> so I'm like, "Fuck you, spot!" And I just parked there. I was like, "Whatever, it's gonna melt anyway." And I came out. Of course, it's all melted. Yeah, it's like son of a bitch. And you get all these people being like, "I love the warm weather. It's so nice. I'm so happy." I'm not a violent man, but I just feel like punching them right in the face sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> just shut up. You have the summer. Let me have the winter. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I actually rode my bike to work today, and I had short sleeves on. Damn. No jacket, no nothing, and I was fine. I was like, wow, it is really, really warm out. Which is why we are not in a car right now heading up to Vermont, because any other weather scenario, we would have been probably on our way up there, because... We called the Audible already on a Wednesday. Yeah. Pretty Wednesday, we're like, fuck that. Monday, it was like, yeah, going up. Tuesday, it's like... I don't know. And Wednesday was like, mm. I'm getting texts right Damn. now. Everybody else is like, no, I'm not going. No good. I'm not going. It's like, fuck. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Yeah. And I'm, I think it's going to bounce back because I'm looking at the long range forecast. They're saying it's going to deep freeze again. The Pout look. Julian hooked us up. Pout He's saying look, that's right. things are going to cool down next week. And while we're having shit, And if it weather, doesn't, I'm going to find that fucking Puxatawney <laughs> Phil. And rip his goddamn head off on live TV. We're going to eat some goddamn Phil. Wrong prediction. No snow. Sad. Rip his goddamn little head off. Hashtag barbecue. Yeah. Cook him up. That's right. Cook him up, Fat bastard. (laughs) Uh, While we have bad conditions here, I'm glad for everybody that's enjoying the pal. Yes. I'm jealous. I'm envious because I wish I was there, but I'm happy for you guys having good pal right now. I actually worked until 4 o'clock this morning on a project I'm working on right now. Because I didn't want to spend any time on Facebook <laughs> or Twitter or anything seeing snow pictures. Again, I'm very happy that everyone's having a good time. But if I look at it too much, I just, I, I just, I, I just get angry, and I, I don't want, I don't want to feel angry. I want to. See, be that happy. doesn't make me angry though. 
I get jealous angry. I get je- you're right. There's jealous angry. What makes me angry is the people saying, "Oh, I love today it was so nice and beautiful. Hope oh, hope summer's here." I'm like, "No, I don't That's want worse. summer." To- That's worse. Yeah, way yeah. worse. Luckily, I just kind of hid in my cube today and just ignored everybody. Everybody saying, "Oh, how it's, how not, how hot it is out." Yeah, I don't want to hear it. No kidding. I walked in too. I felt it. Yeah. Experienced it. I'm here. Move here, on. What's your work to do? <laughs> That's right. Get out of my goddamn office. Yeah, where where's the work you doing? Come right? on. Let's show it. So everyone who's out there, uh, have a great time. Please enjoy. Uh, summer is a long, miserable time where there's people out and they're happy and they're just going to ruin your your happiness and your joy and your ski mojo. So be out there. Hit it hard. Have fun. Um, and this is where we topsy-turvy it. Yeah. You guys enjoy it and appreciate it because you're living the life right now, these, this weekend, that we wish we were living. Well, you know what? It's, it's one of those things, too. When we were out in Utah... That Friday, we were in Park City, and it was raining, like, all day, coming down. It was driven rain. There it was, was pretty bad, yeah. four people on the mountain. You could see all four people. Yeah. Like, there was just nobody out there. The thing is, you have to look at it as that is the pre-joy period, you know? Pre-joy. It's pre-joy. I said, joy. <laughs> it's pre-joy, you know? Like, it's going to be bad, but that overnight... It turned, and we got a foot of fresh snow. You just got to keep going higher to the higher elevation. It's there. You know, you just got to stay positive. You got to realize that there will be another day, and uh, just don't let it get you down because you it's very easy to get bummed out and miserable when you don't get your way. Hey, we're Americans. We're spoiled brats. We have it better than 99.999% of the world, but we don't get our way. We get pissed off. And it's understandable. Got to be patient. You know, it's mountain. all relative. Expectations are relative. So right. you know what? You got to take back, and you got to realize there will be that day. And mountain weather's fickle anyway. So you're skiing or boarding or snowshoeing or you're just out. You know how it is. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like the 9900, we Luft took balloons? that lift up. Oh. <laughs> we had the best freaking drop that run, man. Two feet of powder after a day of freaking rain where we didn't want to go out. So sweet. It was like crazy. Yes. So. So be patient. And if you are in the snow, live it up. Have fun. And be safe. And be safe. Anything else we have to add to this? Or is that about I think that lets my rage out. I feel better getting that out, talking things out. It's going to be all right. I'm glad you got your skis. I'm looking at the bright things. You got skis now, like fucking baller skis. We're going to be traveling. Like, we're going to be traveling again. Snow will come again. Snow will come again. Yeah. So be positive. Have fun. Don't hate. Oh, yeah. It is time now for Under the Ropes. We're bringing it home. We're bringing it home strong. Bringing it home strong. All right. First one. You got it. So NASA made a major announcement this week. Uh, If anybody doesn't know, of course, because, you know, that's on everybody's Twitter feed. Um, But uh, so NASA made an announcement. They have – they found – a solar system called a planetary system uh, known as Trappist One, uh, which uh, is Trappist One is the star in the solar in this little. Uh, it's a, I guess it's their its own little planetary system. So it's a. It's a like d- its own like uh, galaxy or solar system or. I guess it's the closest galaxy to us is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're saying. They have some Earth-sized, what they call exoplanets, have been discovered about uh, 40 light years away. Uh, and they're saying they may 
uh, that three of them may contain uh, liquid water and be able to sustain life. So it's a pretty big announcement because I guess scientists have been looking for um, almost like uh, clone uh, Earth-type planets to see if there's you know potentially life out there and stuff like that. So they're saying that these have the ability, uh, and they're I guess the closest uh, out of any that they've that they've observed. Uh, but they say everything's like like dwarf, like it's a dwarf star. It's like one eighth the size of our sun. It's, yeah, sun. it's uh, I think it's an eight percent. Yeah. Oh, eight percent. So it's eight percent the size of our of our sun, sun, yeah, their sun. So they say it's like a dim light, you know, compared to our uh, our eight yeah, percent of the mass of our sun. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. And they said everything like the four planets that they think are uh, comparable to Earth uh, would fit in a, uh, an orbit around Mars. So it's just kind of like everything's on like mini small scale. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, one of the craziest things about it, it talks about how of those uh those planets a year, so basically the uh the time that it rotates around its sun would be on one of these planets would be less than 3 weeks. <laughs> and on the innermost planet only 36 hours. Damn. So a year is 36 hours. It's crazy. That's pretty funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like you said, it's, it's, everything is like miniaturized. But they're saying, like, because they think that there might be the potential for life out there, they're actually sending um, beaming radio waves out there with messages to see and scanning to see if there's, mess- you know, any radio signals coming from them, too, which is pretty interesting. So they're, I guess it's big for the scientific community because now they have something to study. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of scientists just studying this one little um, planetary system. So pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Makes you think there's always something new out there. That's true. Got to keep searching. All right, next up. So this is a bit of a follow-up to stories we've mentioned in the past. Outdoor retailer is now officially leaving Utah over public land issues. Boom. Now, we spoke about this last week, and I think the day we published the podcast, they announced that they're going to be out. So... They Outdoor Retailer is a big convention that happens twice a year out in Salt Lake City. But now, um, a lot of the large companies uh, have disagreed with Utah's policies. So there's a big controversy over the Bears Ears National Monument. So one of the last things Obama did while he was still in office was to declare it a... Uh, a national monument. It was 1.35 million acres. And now the the new governor, the legislation, and the congressional delegation is trying to revoke that and take it back. And That's like one of the last things he did, leaving office, right? Yeah. So they're trying to revoke that and, you know, Why I don't know. Why do what, it as his last thing? That's what's weird. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But... The people now are, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people who've been, were fighting for it and trying to get it, you know, at that point. So now it, it finally was declared a national monument, and now they're trying to revoke it. And people are very pissed off. A lot of the, you know, public land advocates are fighting against this. Um, and a lot of the different, you know, outdoor retailer companies have been saying that, you know what, if, if you're going to stay in Utah for this, 
we're gonna we're gonna pull out because we depend on public land so people can go hiking and climbing and skiing and you know participating in all these activities that their products support. So now it looks like um, they're tied to Salt Lake City for the rest of this year. Next year they can look somewhere else. Everyone, all the other large cities out west are starting to vie now to try to get the conference because it does bring in big money. He said last year it brought in $45 million into Utah's economy. Um, hmm. I guess through, you know, hotels and food and whatever it's people are spending. pretty big convention, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's twice a year, so it's significant. And now they're, uh, you know, when you, when you want to affect a politician, when you really want to send a message, start taking money out of their pockets. That's when they get, that's when things happen. That's when action finally takes place usually. Right. Well, because people are going to look at them and say, look, we just lost all this to our economy. Like, we can't replace that. This what, is a what problem. We got to raise taxes on gas, on cigarettes. We have to do something terrible like legalize the cannabis to get money into our state. There you go. How horrible. Ted Cruz would lose his mind and things would be panicking. He's one of the guys, Ted fucking Cruz. He's trying to, you know, saying we should dump public land and sell it to billionaires from, you know, oil billionaires yeah. so they can start digging on there. Because they'll, they'll handle it properly. Oh, sure. Totally. They've always handled everything properly, of course, right? Yeah, look at all the fracking sites over in North Dakota. All the, all the, the groundwater is, is polluted now. Yeah, look yeah at it's the, going great. Look at the BP thing. Oh, it's leaking. Just don't worry about it. We'll get to it's it. It's got a few hundred million dollars in our bank account now, more than we'll, we had before. We'll get to it. It's, it's okay. It's not going anywhere. We'll get to that. It's leaking. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Freaking. Yeah. It's gross. So some of the places that they're considering now are Portland, Oregon, Reno, Nevada, Denver, Colorado, and Boise, Idaho. Boise? Boise, they're saying, though, it's, it's too small. They don't have enough convention space. I was going to say, yeah. They need a lot of land or a lot of you know convention space to... to have this conference take place. Uh, Reno, they said, is probably too small, too. Denver's looking like it's probably Reno, the front runner. Reno's tiny. Reno was tiny. Reno was weird. Yeah, it's it's pretty tiny. How about Portland? Is Portland pretty big? I've never Portland's been. a good size. I've never been either. So Portland and Denver, you think, maybe? Portland and Denver are probably the two biggest ones that could pull it off. Hmm. I'm surprised Seattle hasn't thrown its hat into this. It's possible. They're pretty green city, too. Yeah, they're, it's going to take State. a little time yeah. to figure this out. They, I mean, they do have time. Yeah. But that, I think they kind of want to you know, figure out a plan sooner than later. But yeah, depends that, where the retailers are too, right? Where they're coming from. A lot of times they like being closer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's companies. You know, they mentioned Black Diamond, Patagonia, North Face, REI, Jacob Javits Center, Jacob Javits Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is big news, and it, again, it's still still evolving this story. But yeah, it looks like this is going to be a fight for a while, right? Out, yeah. This is this is, and again, there's there's the story of the convention, but there's also the story is going to continue on. And are they going to start pulling public land and selling it off? Well, that's the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, so they're doing this in reaction to the fact that they want to pull the public land, which it's just the whole thing. The way it went in was weird. The way it got classified, and now they want to pull it back. Where you know you got to look at what you're doing. You can't just rescind it you know? but it also sets a precedent so if they start right. pulling this one what are they going to pull next they, yeah so there's all concerns on on every angle of this so yeah and this is where a lot of people have been protesting a lot of things the last two months 
Now, this is something that actually has legs, and people, there's a reason why they should support it. And again, it's... It's a guided protest. It's, it's like a focus protest. Exactly. It's not just general, I'm not happy. This is... I'm not happy. I'm just standing here with these people protesting. My person like, didn't win. Yeah. I'm pissed off. I'm going to be an asshole about it. This is actually a cause. So yeah. keep fighting the good fight, good folks of Utah, and uh, all the folks at the outdoor retailer convention because again that's how that's how this came to be a few companies black diamond was talking about it they pulled out arcteric pulled out patagonia pulled out and uh they sent a message so we got to get to that show we totally do totally do. that and the snow show snow out show. in denver that's right they might be both in denver can Next you imagine year. that Ooh. yeah you never know january's locked up maybe Vale's gonna buy that too why? Well, hey, why not? Right? <laughs> they got some gonna bucks. Buy, gonna buy the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got for winter cyclists. Uh, there's a new strange invention. Um, that's the hero of winter cyclists. Uh, that it, that is uh, has been needed. So this gentleman uh, <laughs> is. Uh, so he's a British cycling inventor, Yannick Reed. Um, created a bike-powered solution to his infrastructure headache during the winter. So his frustration was that the bike lanes weren't properly being plowed. Um, And I guess, you know, he's in in, uh, Great Britain. There's a lot of bike riders there. It's, you know, pretty busy, you know, heavy traffic. Is it still great? That's true. It's It's just Britain It's the UK. They're just Britain. It's UK. Mediocre Britain. Mediocre Britain. Um, So... He's a tinker. He's a, he's done several inventions, um, and he has <laughs> the bike is a miniaturized version of a gritter truck, which is a salt spreading truck. So the contraption stores and unloads ice melt and salt onto the roads, and it can even um, he can even put on a uh, plow that can handle up to two inches of snow. So it looks pretty wild. He's like in this, you know, he's in like a, a, a road worker, you know, outfit. You know, a weather outfit, and he's that bright yellow with all the reflectors on there. Yeah, yeah, and he's got you know the side of it says gridding, and he's got a little, um, a little yellow light on top. Yellow light. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. I'm like, wow, look at that. Hey, if this works, I mean, this could be the uh, the future for uh, helping cyclists. He's saying it. It only costs 620 bucks to produce, um, and it's a cheap way, free of emission, to keep the bike paths clear and safe. Yeah, it's pretty. I like what he did. So we took, he took a bike, like a regular, like old school bike and took off the front wheel. It looks like it's the whole frame, the back tire, the pedals, the front fork, but he took a, uh, a salt spreader and somehow mounted the front salt spreader to the handlebars. Damn. It's a pretty neat contraption. Yeah. That is pretty cool. So he also invented a zombie proof bike Ooh. which throws which has a flamethrower on it. <laughs> so he's done a bunch <laughs> of other things. So the guy's pretty cool. I mean, hey, why not? God bless that guy. He has a theft proof bike lock featuring a smoke bomb that he created. <laughs> and he created um <laughs> he created a bike with an air horn from an American locomotive which actually holds the Guinness World Record for the lightest bi- loudest bike horn ever <laughs> invented. <laughs> so, for a locomotive, that's got to be so annoying. That's got to imagine. Woo! <laughs> You'd scare the shit out of so many people. That's what I need in stupid Hoboken while I'm riding. Oh yeah, they would people hear. People are playing Pokemon Go on their phones. 
as I'm driving the bike lane next to them. <laughs> They're noise-canceling headphones, just trying to yeah. drive in his stuff. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cool to see. All right, next up, Zamboni pulled over for trying to clear snow on Vancouver Island. Uh-oh. Just when you think <laughs> things couldn't get more Canadian. And that's not, is that, is Vancouver like the Florida of Canada? <laughs> You know what? It probably is the way these uh, these stories we're getting from them. I don't know. Oh my god, that picture is beautiful. There's a picture of like a cop SUV with its lights on, with the Zamboni in front of it. <laughs> Pull over here. Pull over. No, it's a cardigan. But thanks for noticing. <laughs> Cent- okay. Central Saanich police pulled over the man driving a Zamboni on Central Saanich Road near Tanner Ridge Place around 8 p.m. on Monday. The machine is designated to resurface ice rinks, but he was trying to use it to clear snow. Damn. So the man is a local farmer. He's a hero. He, he bought a used Zamboni for $300, and he usually keeps it on its farm, but he saw the snow had been cleared there, or hadn't been cleared there, and was trying to clear the snow. He's helping out. He's trying to help out. Well, oh, so what he did, unfortunately, because this gentleman apparently does not understand how a Zamboni works... It was clearing the top layer of snow, but flattening the bottom layer, which, when it dipped to below freezing temperatures, turned into a pretty much an ice rink. <laughs> he was he was basically icing. He up was the pretty road. much icing up the entire road. Exactly, <laughs> a little yeah. water in there, a little hot water, just ice it nice. Yeah, you could probably skate the shit out of that thing though. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, right. I guess apparently when he did this, they had some massive snowstorm there, mm-hmm. and everything was just. They have this whole list of crap that went on. Yeah, aircraft, car, buses, transport trucks were all delayed due to the weather conditions. Well, I guess it's better than nothing. Yeah, but I don't think the Zamboni is the right <laughs> tool for clearing the snow. I think it's awesome. You break out your skis, you go and uh, break out your skates, you go and skate the next day. You yeah, skate to right. work. That would be fun. Screw the bike, you're skating to work. You have a Zamboni in Hoboken, you just... Dude, I would be freaking shredded. Just the whole sidewalk. That, yeah. Just Zamboni just to the sidewalk. Just the Hudson River. Just oh, freeze that bad boy. They could just do one side of the sidewalk so you can skate to work. It's not a bad move. They have a little rink in uh, Newport. Oh, do they? Yeah. But it'd be like crashed ice. Mm-hmm. It'd be crashed ice to work. <laughs> to and from work. Just jumping over people and stuff. <laughs> like hills and stuff. Yeah. Jumps. So, yeah. So, the moral of the story is don't try to use your Zamboni to clear snow. It's not a good thing, right? Wait for the professionals. Or get one of those bikes. It's probably better off. A little plow on the bike. Some yeah. salting. Oh, yeah, that's right. More efficient than a Zamboni. Exactly. All right, next we got a French artist, uh, Abraham Poincheval. Uh, he's going to live in a boulder for a week, <laughs> which the picture on this is a little bit freaky when you not think Boulder, about Colorado, right? <laughs> not Boulder, Colorado. A he's boulder? not going to live in a actual boulder. So he cut a limestone boulder in half, carved out a hole that matches the shape of his body, Inside, it's a 12-ton boulder, um, and it's a, he did this at a modern art museum in Paris, and he's titling the, the performance Stone, An Inner Journey to Find Out What the World Is. Now, I don't know what the hell this dude is doing, but... Did, was Douchebag in a Rock taken? Is that <laughs> why he called it this? It looks so stupid. Um, so he's going to get in this hole in the rock, they're going to close it up, and... He's just going to be in there. He's going to do this for a week. I guess he's going to take, you know, breaks, and there's probably, you know, enough air that he can get in. Um, And after he emerges, 
Now, get this. When he emerges from the boulder, he will begin a second performance. So that's his first performance, titled Egg, in which he will sit on a dozen eggs for four weeks until they hatch. Stop it. So Please stop right now. He previously spent two weeks inside of a stuffed bear. Who hasn't? So, I don't know. This, this guy's he's got credentials. Two weeks in a stuffed bear, week in a rock, I don't know. I'm just curious. I mean, now... I understand this I is art. I kept it in my ass. <laughs> I understand this is art. Nice callback to Pulp oh, Fiction. Boom, well Pulp Fiction. done. This watch. Watch. Was in my ass. <laughs> he was zapped. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now, I understand this is art. Now, I, I'm an appreciator of art. I consider myself a very fancy, sophisticated gentleman. This is borderline. I've gone to plenty of museums. I've, I've actually created some art as well. This just seems like a douchebag trying to be famous or to get recognition to do something. This is asinine and foolish. I could understand. And I hope he has no success. <laughs> I feel dumber for reading this <laughs> I feel dumber <laughs> for having read about Abraham. Well, how does like well, so? How do you get this kind of funding to be able to, to partake in this douchebaggery for this period of time? He probably made so much money from being in the in the bear that now he's using all his his wealth that he's accumulated from that to just do the egg and the and the boulder. Or he runs that Telemark Pyrenees where I bought my skis from. <laughs> there just, you they're go. Pushing so much product, he's got so much money, he can now finally fulfill his dream of being stuffed in a teddy bear for two weeks. <laughs> That's just. What would you do for a week if you had? Obviously, if I'd you had, ski. if you had all the money, all the time and money in the world to do ridiculous, stupid shit, what would you I'd do? Go hella skiing. It's okay. the first thing I would do. Okay, outside of for art, like if you had to do performance art, what kind of crap would you do? Well, I did watch that weird uh, sex with what's her name, Megatron. Oh, um... Sandy Megatron or Sarah Megatron. It was like a Showtime show that was that existed. Sunny Megatron. Sunny Megatron. So there's this weird miniseries on Showtime a couple of years ago that I just discovered recently, thanks to my lovely wife who found it somehow. <laughs> and... What is she doing on that? <laughs> she's watching this, apparently. There's like a seven or eight episode little series, and it's all these you know weird, funky, taboo sex things they were doing. And one of the things they did, they... They did a thing with um, paint, like the latex paint where you can paint yourself oh, yeah. up. And they did that. And then they actually compared sex in sub-zero conditions versus sex over 100 degrees. Huh. And they said that cold weather sex is actually better. Boom. Scientific studies. They go winter. Figured this out. Come See? on back. Another reason winter is better. That's right. Sex is better in the cold. <laughs> so Couldn't how did I get to that topic? I don't even know how that... I zigged, I zagged, oh, boom, hit the hole. What would your performance be? Performance? What would my Your performance art. Yeah, what did I, I... I would probably just pee on stuff. <laughs> pee on stuff. <laughs> I would just pee on stuff. Just like Brian peeing on a chair. There's a picture of me like next to like the pee and like <laughs> my so, head on my chin like... Hmm. It's like a glass wall and there you're just peeing on just stuff. Just peeing on stuff. Just all over. That would be my art. Wow. Yeah. And then people could be like, well, he's like a modern day dog. Oh, no, he <laughs> looks like, you know. Actually, no, I understand. Really, he's pointing out the hypocrisy of, the, uh, of our entire two-party system here. That's exactly what he's saying by peeing on this pile of magazines. Exactly. And right? then somebody standing next to that person is saying, wow, the dude's just peeing on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pissing a lot. Ah, uh, to be so simple. 
I think he's got a medical problem. He's peeing a lot. <laughs> he's just peeing on stuff. <laughs> Dude, you got to see a doctor. You're peeing too much. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. you? Would you have any sort of uh I thought it was kind of cool. Um, what was that movie? Um, the Interview? Where they were... Was it The Interview? Kim Jong-il? Where they were... St- oh, yeah, yeah. They were staying in that hotel that Kim was Jong-un. like... Kim Jong-un. Kim <laughs> Jong-un. Yeah. But they were staying in that hotel that was like a performance art piece, so they were like sleeping there and people were like watching them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That right. was kind of cool. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, was that was funny, yeah. So, like, it's a cheap hotel. Like... They look and there's people just watching them like brush their teeth and stuff. <laughs> it's funny. That would be kind of funny to do. Yeah. All right. What else have we got? Well, it's also too. It goes back to a little bit when we were talking about when we got back from Whistler, all the the problems they had. How people who work there in town couldn't yeah. afford to live in town. You could buy a big commune or like a big hostel or hotel or apartment building or dorm, however you want to call it, and you could charge different rates based on what people would do, you know? There you go. Hey, it's going to cost you, if you can do the $1,000 plan, no cameras, and there's like a $200 plan, <laughs> if you kind of get out, it's like, yeah, there's cameras in the toilets, there's cameras you, in the showers. you got to have sex on camera at least once a week. And you can lower your rate based on what you do. There you go. That could be an art installation. You could actually turn it into a profit center. You totally could, <laughs> right? It's an option. It's possible. It's an option. It's a little seedy. It's a little gross, but it's possible. So then, so this is where you get into where do you cross into webcam girls or guys versus performance art? It is. It technically it, it is performance art. It's all performance. Well, what art. defines pornography? Pornography means there's no artistic value or merit in what they're doing. But if there is art, and again, but art is in the eyes of the beholder. Boom. So truly, is anything pornographic? Technically, no. No. If you find any sort of artistic value in it, it's nothing is truly human, pornographic. It's just human bodies doing what humans do. That's why we're all here. Why is there 7 billion of us? Exactly. People are getting down. That's why. Getting down. Everybody bangs. I believe that's a children's novel, isn't it? Everybody bangs. Yeah. Everybody bangs. <laughs> everybody poops, and then you get older. There's everybody bangs. Yeah, it's when you're having that talk with your kids. It's when you're in like the like <laughs> seventh grade, yeah. fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. Time we had the talk, but why don't you read this this <laughs> book? It's a pamphlet, actually. It's not even a book. <laughs> everybody bangs. Yeah. It's a bunch of websites to hit. Oh. <laughs> at this point. Oh. Next up. This is on our one of our favorite sites, munchies.vice.com. Restaurant fined 120000 for trying to pass off goddamn shitty bottom-feeding tilapia as fancy fish. Wow. And yes, the article actually says fancy fish. It doesn't say goddamn bottom-dwelling yeah. tilapia. That was my little artistic interpretation. Um, I like that they uh, busted him for this, because I wonder how many restaurants actually do this. Dude, There's got to be more than you realize. Tilapia is goddamn garbage fish. You know? yeah, they actually say, like, uh, I saw something on the news. They were talking about sushi and how the sushi isn't necessarily what, you're, what you think you're getting all the time. No, a lot of times it's not. Especially when you go to those all-you-can-eat sushi buffets, you're not getting high-quality stuff there. I no. assure you that. And sometimes when they mix it in with, like, you know, the spicy stuff, it's not even the same fish. That mm-hmm. It's crazy. So this was a – this happened at a restaurant called Odium in Santa Clara, California. And they did this between October 2014 and March 2016. It's a long time. Yeah, good 18 months uh, pretending tilapia was pricier fish. 
but it actually kind of shows that most people couldn't tell the difference, which is kind of funny. So tilapia is about 335 per pound is what they're saying. Jeez. And that went up 4.8%. Oh, it's uh, 351 now per pound. Yeah. Wow. So what they were calling it, they had a wild-caught petrel sole, lemon capers, dill, saffron, parmesan risotto, risotto, and grilled asparagus. And that was $32. And uh, you could pretty much buy, yeah, like I said, tilapia for, you know, three, four, five bucks wholesale. That's crazy. Yeah, right? So buyer beware. Buyer beware. Caveat emptor, if you will. And uh, I'm glad they were fined. Yeah, they busted them. This is almost as bad as with those, all those places in, in Jersey a couple of years ago who were watering down their liquor. Yep. That was a dick move. And they got fined. And a lot of those restaurants are still suffering because people, are, people remember and people are pissed. And they're well, not going to go back. Well, there's one near where we worked that uh, they got busted. And, well, then they got busted for something else. But Wasn't there a little <laughs> bit of heroin perhaps being sold in the parking lot, allegedly? I think, I think there was an owner caught, uh, not allegedly, he was caught with uh, selling heroin in the parking lot of that restaurant. So they were watering down the drinks, and then the heat was on, and then they busted him for the heroin, and then yada, yada, yada. It's a really nice hula hands now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they closed, reopened. Mm. All right, next we got, uh, so if uh, anybody's in the New York metro area, they've probably seen this on TV, that a bull was running through Queens uh, for about three hours. You um, mean the bull market on Wall Street? <laughs> no, a bull that's just running around. Hopefully nobody, uh, nobody, I think, got, you know, hurt. But apparently, I saw a news story. They said, this isn't the first time this has happened where livestock's been running around. And I guess apparently there's a slaughterhouse, which is what the bull escaped from, which is a pretty shitty slaughterhouse because they got to close the door or something. <laughs> but the bull was running around there trying to capture it, and then uh, they said it, it, it died in transit after being captured by police. So, oh, really? Who knows what happened, but uh, I think it was going to get eaten anyway. So The bull got roughed up? Yeah. They grabbed the bull by the horns. Boom. Ew. Ew. Uh, yeah, so it was, was kind of weird. Every once in a while, you see something like that. That's just like in uh, Jackson, New Jersey, where they used to have the uh, the zoo. The oh, park. that drive-through safari, yeah. Dri- every once in a while, they like a tiger would get out, tiger <laughs> like running through the neighborhood. You're like, ah, that's all right. Everybody stay in. There's a tiger out there. And he's so tranquilized. He doesn't know what's going on. He'll be fine. That's right. Just, just, just watch your small out. dogs and children. Exactly. Everything will be cool. Kid, you're not playing outside today. Just come on in. This just in. So in Denver. Uh, a man doing parkour fell down a chimney. <laughs> so, are they going to freaking try to blame weed for this? Because they always, whenever anything happens in Colorado, they're they're, they're all the stupid ass news reporters are always like, huh, I guess he got into a little bit of the uh, the the marijuana before he did that. <laughs> oh man, so this is pretty uh, pretty weird. So, this group of of people doing parkour, and if anybody doesn't know parkour, they use like you know, urban just environment as obstacles for running, doing these acrobatic stunts. And it looks pretty cool. It's kind of art. That's kind of art. Uh, it's pretty cool to watch. Like they have, you know, Red Bull has a ton of videos out there. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube. Um, and these guys are really talented. Some of them that, that do stuff. The um, ones who don't fall down chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> so they were actually, um, where was it? Uh, uh, they were on the roof of Denver City Lofts, jumping, I guess, from roof to roof and uh, using a bunch of stuff. 
and he actually dropped down into a chimney and fell through. Oh. So he fell 40 feet, got caught on a cable, and it took firefighters about two hours to rescue the guy. So, Oh, my God. It's funny that the fire department was tweeting photos of the firefighters <laughs> cutting through the brick to rescue him. So they're like, hey, look at this. We look got at some- this, numb nuts. <laughs> look at this. Um, and then there were two other people that ran, so they got charged with running from the police. He got charged with trespassing, so he's he said he's extremely sorry, going to fix whatever he's done, but got to be careful. Uh, it's pretty funny, though. So was this someone's just regular house that he jumped down their chimney? Yeah. So I don't know if anybody's in there. Um, hopefully there's no fire. Someone on. else in the chimney? Someone else. That's right. Santa Claus. Yeah. He's Santa Claus. Santa Claus doing parkour. Ooh. <laughs> parkour Claus. Parkour Claus. I wonder if it was snowy, too. Oh, could you imagine if the fire was on, though? They have video. Wouldn't of it, it, like, though. slowly just kind of cook him? Yeah, he'd be like, like a smoked pig on a... Smoke him out. Just, like, 10 hours, just nicely cooked. So if you drop a pig into a chimney, <laughs> you slowly cook it. Instead of buying a smoker. That's it. Drop him down your chimney. That's your smoker. Yeah, get some mesquite logs. Go up to the roof, load the meat on top, and just smoke it through that. That's That would actually smoke it pretty good. Here's the callback. What if you had that mesquite log filled with cannabis, oh, and you use that to <laughs> smoke yeah. the pig in your chimney? Oh, you're smoking it all right. Dude, that would be the most delicious freaking ribs ever. Yeah, but you got to stand and watch it on the roof with the smoke coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Of course. The whole neighborhood would love you, though. Oh my god, mesquite, blue dream, ribs. Oh. Yeah, pulled pork. Pulled pork. Mm-mm. I love how the fire department was like tweeting out, like, "Hey, look at his asshole." <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that tweet. See what else they put. Can you imagine that? They must be. I wonder if they all do that. Like they come to your house. There's a fire going. And, like they're tweeting pictures of, "Hey, look at this fire. This person's house on fire." Yeah, right? Like, shouldn't you be putting the fire out? Yeah. What are you doing tweeting, dude? Just help out. I watched Rescue Me. They were never tweeting anything out. That's right. Twitter didn't exist back then, but still. Jeez. They were breaking bulls. Breaking bulls. Yeah. So that's a pretty awesome story. I like that. And the guy's okay. Guy's okay. Everybody's okay. Just a a little mishap. You're okay. I'm okay. Actually, I did a... uh, So the, the... well, first and only mud run I did it was like a half, uh, whatever mile. No, <laughs> the uh, whatchamacallit, the tough mudder, it's like yeah. a half mudder. And uh, the, the one run I did, the one of the guys actually he trains people in parkour. So I was talking to him, he's like, Yeah, it's just you know, I'm coming off of a broken leg. I'm like, Oh, what'd you do? He's like, Yeah, I was doing parkour and I just broke my leg. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah, I kind of break every, something. It's one of every- the small bones. It's good. He's like, I break something every year. It's You know, there's a lot of jumping and acrobatics. I'm like, that sounds pretty dangerous. Seriously, right? These dudes jump off of stuff. It's crazy. And it's so act- cool how they land. Like, I guess, I mean, it's really it, just knowing how to land and how to fall and how to roll into things, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like... Because um, most people, the problem is most people panic and they lock up. Right. And when you lock up, that's when things snap. Yeah, you know you have to know how to fall and have to how to roll and. Well, it's like Assassin's Creed. You know, you're just running. <laughs> I mean, and I guess that's what they were doing is they're running on top of rooftops, jumping, and you could really mess yourself up. But mm-hmm. they have like academy, parkour academies, parkour training gyms. Like it's crazy. It's pretty sweet. So I guess it's like, it's like gymnastics for adults. 
kind of. Free running. I like it. Free, yeah, free running is another, they call it, so that, I guess it's the same idea. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for the week. Can take your new skis and go out on the uh, snowy mountains now. Let's go stand in the, I'm just going to sunbathe, apparently, Sun with my new skis. You can take pictures, selfies. That's true. You can take, uh, actually, you should do that on Instagram. Because now, Instagram allows you to put multiple photos on one one shot. Ooh. So it's a new feature. You're going to have to take some selfies with your skis, put them out there. That could be my plan this weekend. That could be. Since I won't be skiing. Yeah. In your mind, you could be skiing. Mental skiing. You could do performance art of you doing selfies, thinking about skiing. Let's get some VR goggles and ski that way. There you go. There you go. No lift ticket prices. That's in the summer. It's true. Just sit in the walk-in freezer. You could get into your skis and boots and just kind of you know, make the motions. And yeah. That would be your. Stand in a walk-in freezer, put on the VR goggles, and I'm skiing. There you go. What's up? I like it. Skied Corbett's like four times today, bro. Put a no fan, big thing. Put a fan on you. Maybe throw some ice at you or something. Yeah, get those top ten scariest runs. Yeah, and just do all them. That's it. In the safety of my own walking freezer. That would work. I can make that happen. All right, so that definitely wraps it up for the week. Thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. I forgot to mention earlier, but if you could please go and rate us on your favorite podcast listening app we've got some instructions on the website if you want to check it out skibumpodcast.com hit us up uh, with an email gmail email gmail holiday in skibumpodcast at gmail.com social media facebook.com slash skibumpodcast twitter.com slash skibumpodcast instagram.com slash skibumpodcast we are on pinterest as the highfalutins and maybe we're on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash podcast if we upload anything there, which maybe I will this weekend since I will have time. Boom. Thank you again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya.